Hello, Atlanta sports fans. My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta's own two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports with wacky ass hijinks, insight, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Pretty good. It's uh, good to be back. We took a week off for uh, personal, uh, you know, life things that happen sometimes Indeed. in this day and age that we live in. And uh, Vacations, there was no, no deaths or anything like that. No, no, no. Yeah, I just took a family vacation and uh, the users have been just knocking me down, uh, waiting for new episodes. So here we are. Good yeah. to be back. Yeah. Fantastic. We have a special guest with us today, our number one fan, Arthur Roach is with us in the house to do a, uh, be our third panelist, co-host, if you will. Arthur, it's welcome. Great to, great to be here. How does it feel to meet your heroes? <laughs> it's a little uh, unsettling, I gotta say. How do you feel about the uh, Adam Kalal studio? It's nice. I love it. We got the Braves on. Drinks. Great. We got drinks, drinks are flowing. Drinks in the house. Yeah. yeah. Um... So when Graham and I were discussing uh, shooting another episode, uh, we decided we need to switch up the format a little bit, uh, just based on the atrocious state of Atlanta sports right now, yeah. with nothing really good happening. So we're going to bring Arthur in to get some new uh, insight. Uh, yeah, some fresh blood. Yeah, and uh, see how it goes. And, uh, you know, misery loves company. Exactly. So I do feel like you might be cannibalizing your... Your, your users. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> Arthur's one of our main users. I so. like how we call it. Yeah, it's great. Adam, thanks for like run a software application. One of our users. Oh, uh, Jesus. Listener, user, same deal. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to dive head on into uh, our Atlanta Braves recap here. The Braves are 23-30 and 30 right now. Good for third in the National League East. Ten and a half games behind division leading Washington and a half game behind the New York Mets. Uh, lost our last two series against the Giants and the Angels and are trying to win a series today in Cincinnati. Uh, so far, it's a 1-1 split. Um, hasn't been good since Freddie Freeman got injured. We went through a little stretch there where we took two or three from the Nats. I think we split with Pittsburgh and uh, won a series against Toronto. But since then, I wouldn't say the wheels are coming off or anything, but um, we're sort of regressed back to where we thought we'd be. It's just the pitching killing us again. Yeah. They may, they, we haven't even discussed Matt Adams on the podcast. No, we haven't. So, That's a great um, deal. Yeah, after we signed James Loney uh, to a minor league deal, it's like a day or two later, uh, Coffee goes out and signs Matt, uh, trades for Matt Adams, you know, uh, from St. Louis, who's had a um, certainly regression in his power since he came up and the Cardinals thought he was the first baseman of the future, clearly. That didn't pan out, and now he's here. And he's done a pretty serviceable job. He's hitting 250 or so. He's got four homers. Had a huge game yesterday. Hit a grand slam and a solo shot to That's win like the game. Five RBIs total. Yeah. So I think that was a that was a solid little move. Because, yeah. you know, I was you know, going to be really concerned, I think, watching uh, Jace Peterson play first every day. Not because he can't play first, but just, you know, it's a big step down from Freddie. Yeah, and Jace has regressed from what he was a couple of years ago as well. Yeah. He's not even with the team anymore. No, no. Did we release him, or is he just optioned? No, I think he got optioned down. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, he's kind of sucked it up. Yeah, he hasn't done too hot. Um, So, yeah, I think the Matt Adams edition has been nice overall. Um, Yeah, Shows that Copy gives a shit about uh, this team. Still trying to compete. Yeah. Good for the fans. Yep. He's had had big hits, too. He has. Not just the numbers there. He's had some very timely hits. Indeed. And um, the pitching, yeah, you're right, has just sucked. Yeah. Bartolo, once again, is just doing horrendous. He has a 6.99 ERA for the season. Uh, is that not, not good? That is not good. Is that the worst in the NL? Uh, arguably. I, I don't, can't think of another. Well, there is one pitcher. <laughs> well, I don't think it's arguable. It, it no, is. no, no. There's one pitcher that has like a 25 ERA, but only had one start. So oh, yeah. That doesn't count. count. Is he like but a yeah. reliever or something? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not sure. I can't remember who it was. Um, but, yeah, I'd say he probably does. I don't know for sure, but I'd, I'd say in terms of regular starters, he definitely has – one of the worst ERAs in, in all of baseball. He and, is 44 years old. Yeah, so. and uh, he, only, he just got seven outs uh, in his last start. I think it was like two and a third inning pitched, and he's pitched. Um, gave up seven hits. Um, and that that last start wasn't totally his fault because we had one of the worst. It was a game against the Angels where we gave up nine runs in one inning. I think we made like three or four errors. Uh, every single 
player in the Angels lineup scored at least one run. Um, it was ridiculous. Yeah, that's some Little League stuff. Yeah, it was. It was like no one could get the ball out of their glove. Everybody was making errors, making bad throws, and then you'd sprinkle in a hit every once in a while. You're just allowing base runner after base runner. So I don't totally put that on Bartolo, but I think we know what we're getting with him at this point. And I think we seriously need to consider uh, designating for assignment and eating the money. It's just, just running him out there like this every five days is, is, is just unacceptable. Yeah, I'd watch the first two innings of that game before the seven-run blowout, and I, he actually looked decent. I was like, okay, Bartolo, the ball's moving a lot. Uh, and then I stopped watching, and that happened. I mean, at this point, the experiments failed. Yeah. Um, bring Sims up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, any, I think anyone at this point, I don't think we're going to be competing for anything. So if we have guys that are ready to come up, like Sims, who I, I definitely think is, um, why not at this point? we got yeah. nothing to lose. Arthur, you have any thoughts on is there any, boy? Is there any way we could move him? No. No, no one's going to take him. No, no one's going to take him. I don't think he has any trade value at this <laughs> point. The only hope you have, I guess, is keep running him out there and hopefully he puts together three starts or so in a row that are solid, but I just don't think that's going to happen. The Bar- no, no. Bartolo, he's a lost cause. Someone might bite on Dickey. Yeah. Um, definitely Jaime. Yeah, I was actually going to bring him up. Uh, he's been killing it. The last three starts, he's only given up one earned run. And his loaded his ERA from, I think, somewhere in the fours to 3.18. Um, I definitely think he is certainly going to be a hot uh, commodity on the trade market. I think someone's going to going to reach who's a contending team who needs a, a solid middle of the rotation, back in the rotation starter. This is the rotation in a whole. I mean, the rotation we have right now, what are the chances that we almost flip, you know, three of those spots by the end of the year? I mean, it's looking pretty solid that that's going to happen. Who's your three? Maybe Dickie, Time Man, who else? We would, I would, I would say that we're probably going to, you know, Bartolo's not sticking around the way he's pitching right now. Yeah. Oh, so I see what you're saying. Be, he'd be gone. We're yeah. Gonna, we could trade a few. So who are going to fill those spots with three spots open? I mean, through trade or through... Yeah, it's some farm system or what? I think I think the the one guy that's definitely ready is Sims. I don't know if you want to take a stab at anyone else at this point in the minor league system. Our best minor league prospects are in Double A right now to me, pitching prospects. Yeah. Allard and uh, what's his name Soroka. Uh, Newcomb. Yeah, Newcomb may be ready. I, I I think given his early season struggles and he has thirty one walks through ten starts, you might want to try and see if he can cut down on that a little bit. Um, but I would say Sims is definitely the first guy you look to, and then Newcomb after that. And then you want to give, I think, Allard and uh, Soroka another year of seasoning. Um, and I'll be then, honest, I haven't know. seen any of these kids actually pitch, though. So. I haven't either. But I, I just, I, I'll, read the, I'll read the talking chop reports sometimes and just look them up and see how they're doing. But I would like to actually, it's hard, too, because you just, even though I like stats and whatnot, yeah. And even, you know, talking about, oh, what's their walk rate? What's their whip? What's all this shit? It's kind of like, well, it would be nice also to say, well, at least give them the eye test as well. Well, you can't just make the quick 30-minute uh, trip up to Gwinnett to watch them. I was about to say. I could. Not, not a far no. not a far journey Might there. be a better brand of baseball than what we got in the professional, <laughs> uh, the professional team right now. You know, they're, uh, the Gwinnett Braves are trying to rebrand themselves now. Oh, are they? Graham and Arthur. Uh, they've put out a challenge to rename the team. And now here's a question. Yeah, why do they want to rename the team? I think they want their own identity. That's stupid. It is stupid. You're the fucking Braves minor but league organization. The, po- the point is, they're so close to the Braves. Like, why would you go see the Gwinnett Braves when you can just see the Atlanta Braves? You could say the same goddamn thing if you changed their name to the Gwinnett Morons or the Gwinnett Biscuits and Gravy or some shit. <laughs> so why would you want to go see the shitty minor league team when you're 30 minutes away from the major league team? That's my point. So you're going to go there and go to see the Gwinnett Ham- Home Depot Hammer and Homers. The Hammer and Hanks, maybe? Or whatever, yeah. like That's going to get you out to see the fucking team. That promotional stuff. You, as an objective fan, you're going to go see them over them being called the Braves just by a name change. You're going to be like, oh, let's go see their new uniform. Well, not me, but maybe like Sue and Lawrenceville will want to take her kids there that don't know 
anything about baseball. Because they got a new team. They, they yeah. don't that's, know that's, the real Braves and are they, yeah. only 30 minutes that's further. Fucking, <laughs> that's fucking faulty logic to me. Anywho. So. I, always, I always liked that the Braves had, you know, the Rome Braves. Yeah, the making Mississippi. It was, just, it was just you know where they were. Everyone else has these weird. Yeah, you have no idea who's. Who, yeah, yeah. You see the it's biscuits like, or whatever, and you're like, oh, and what? that's a that's a well, Yankees what? affiliate. It's like, what? yeah, it's like how. Well, what's our um, single A team now? It's the uh, it's Fire Frogs or something. Fire like Frogs. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. I do like that name. Uh, but anyways, our uh, mutual friend John Rice called me like a couple weeks ago. At like ten o'clock at night or something, like on a Tuesday, I was like, "That's odd," and I didn't get the voicemail until the next day. And all the voicemail says was, "Call me, emergency." Here's <laughs> <laughs> relying on you. His life is on the line. Or I was like, in jail. "I was like, and you, and you, and you turned him down." I was like, "Holy shit! Did someone die or something?" So I called him back, and he's just like, "Dude." Did you hear the Godet Braves are changing <laughs> their team name? Emergency. I was emergency. like, is this the emergency? He's like, oh, I guess it wasn't that urgent. <laughs> but but anyway, so I submitted mine and just hear me out on this one. And so the whole thing is they want it to be something related to like Gwinnett County. So he went with the Gwinnett Waffle Batters because Waffle House is incorporated gotcha. in Gwinnett County. So then you get the old mm-hmm. play on Waffle Batter. And batter is like a baseball batter. I understand. Yeah. It's terrible. You, you get all the gear that you can have the the, the classic black and yellow like Waffle House yeah. lettering. You know, you know what the Gwinnett Bra- you know what the Gwinnett Braves need I like to, it. Here's what yeah. they need to do. They need to promote that they have all these great guys about to come up and kick ass in the MLB. That's what they need to do. They need to, don't worry about your fucking name changes. They probably do promote that. I haven't seen anything. Well, are you... Let's subscribe to their Facebook page. Yeah. Let's see dick. <laughs> so anyways, Graham does not support... No, I, I don't support this name change. I think it's silly. It's, it, it's going to have zero impact on whether or not you get more people coming to the fucking stadium. getting people talking. I wanna, I'll play some bet with you. No more bets. No, no, I'll play some <laughs> bet with you. Uh, attendance spike of 500 on average when they change their name. Are you saying that will happen? I'm saying that won't happen. I'm saying you say that will happen. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to bet that you can't find those statistics anywhere. Yeah, they're not going to be accurate. They're going to be releasing the damn attendance numbers. I bet they sell a lot more uh, gear in the store. I'll bet you that. Well, how are we going to see that? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'll call Susan. The call Susan lady. from Lawrence, Lawrenceville? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus, okay. Um, jumping back to the... The big, the big boy team. Oh, but anyways, if yeah. you uh, if it gets out there, vote for the Gwinnett Waffle Batters. I've done my job. We'll do. All right. <laughs> I will not. I'm not. I will not be participating in this vote. Um. So Matt Kemp, kicking ass. Uh, he's fifth in the majors in hitting, hitting three forty two. Smacking ten homers. 30 RBIs. This guy's OBP at a respectable 376. Uh, you'd like to see that go up a little more if your average is 342, but he doesn't walk a lot. Um, What's root, OBP for our listeners? Uh, on base percentage. Ah. So that sort of is a, keeping track of how much you're getting on base. Either And the idea is that if you're walking a lot, your on base percentage is going to be quite high. And so if you're getting on base, that means that, Adam, the uh, you have a better chance of your team doing well because you're getting on base more. Speaking of on-base percentage, we, we also released um, Bonfacio, who had the lowest on-base percentage of anyone in the majors besides two pitchers. Really? Jesus. Yep. That's terrible. That's a hell of a stat. It is. I'm here to play. Wow. Uh, He's bringing the fire. What was his on-base percentage? I don't even know. Very low. Was it on-base or OPS? I think it was on-base. On-base, wow. Yeah. Jesus. That's terrible. But yeah, he's gone. But Matt Kemp, the word around town is that he's on the trade block. So the question becomes, gentlemen, do we want to trade Matt Kemp if we can get a sizable haul, or do we want to keep him here because he's doing really well? I would also say his value may never be higher at this point, considering how well he's doing. I don't think anyone predicted he was going to be hitting 340 at this point in the season. No, no, he's looking like the Matt Kemp of old. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> part of me would like to uh, see him stay just because it gives us something to watch now, but... I agree. If his value is this high, just keep flipping him. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on the block. Yeah, I think I think if you try to flip him, you wanna. I want to get some more positional players. Give me a third base prospect. 
give me a catching, a good catching prospect, something like that. Do those exist? Good catching prospects? They're around. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Hmm. I, I that's what I want. I want position players. I don't need any more pitching prospects at this point. If we draft a shit ton of pitchers this year in the draft, or if we start flipping guys for more pitching prospects, it's like Jesus God. It'll never end. Can't have too much pitching, Graham. I, I, I understand, but like, I mean, we have some serious depth issues at third base and catcher right now in our system. We have a uh, stats guy, Arthur. What'd you say about our uh, catchers? Oh, they uh, they're yeah, they're in the National League. They're number one in offensive production right now. Yeah, but neither on that, neither one of them are going to be around here much longer. A couple you years. Don't think Flowers will. Flowers might stick around for another season. If Tyler Flowers is your catcher of the future, you're in trouble. He's never going to hit this well again. He's hitting well. He's a shitty defensive catcher. He is really, really They're bad. They're both bad. We, are, yeah, we talked about this a while ago, how, how poor they are at throwing out base runners. Other teams constantly take advantage of this. Yeah. yeah. Playing Cincinnati right now, and Billy Hamilton gets on base, and it's just a laugh riot watching him run around. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Um, but what do, you, what do you think, Arthur? Would you, would you trade Kemp if the price is right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm always... Everyone's on the trading block for me all the time. Mm-hmm. If, it, I mean, last year when when Copy came out and said, you know, you can't touch Freeman, you can't touch Julio, to me that was crazy. It's like, okay, why wouldn't you just allow anyone to come to you for any trade? Even Freeman? Even Freeman. Wow. Everyone's on the trading. I, everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's how he's been operating anyway. Um, you know, when he made all those trades um, at the very beginning of, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, for Kimbrell and everything, everyone yeah. freaked out. Look, I mean, it's... I would say that we've you know benefited from all that, so I trust him. Whatever. Yeah, there's been a, a couple trades that you could look at as failures. Alex yeah. Wood. Alex Wood's been. Killed. Alex Wood. That Alex was. Wood. That, that, was, was that was the Hector Oliveira one, right? That's no, a, that was um, that was something else because we traded the Kemp was Oliveira, and that's an Atlanta guy. I always I always like to keep Atlanta guys around too. Yeah, that's nice. Um, he's doing really well, although he can't stay off of the stage. No, but we traded time. Alex Wood for Oliveira. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then Kemp was getting rid of Oliveira. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. That's what I like about Copy though. He's, he's very. He's, he's very born. honest. And yeah. And yeah. He, he said, "Oh yeah, I screwed that one up." Yeah. Um. Yeah. He was, and he was young. He was great. Alex Wood. Well, yeah, he's killing it now too. Yeah. yeah. He, he's having health issues in terms of being able to stay off the disabled list, but he's ooh, he's pitched incredibly Speaking well. Speaking of health issues and us potentially needing a fill-in starter, mm-hmm. Chris Medlin. He's trying to start a rehab. He's been he's been know. he's had a couple of good games now. He's in uh, Double A, I believe. Yeah, for yeah. you for you listeners who aren't aware of Chris Medlin, he was uh, came up in I think two thousand nine. Uh, really captured a lot of fans' hearts. Really small guy, had a really flat brim. Flat must, brim. Must yeah. have weighed, it was like 5'10", 170 pounds or he's something. He's a, a, a Southern Cal uh, guy. Yeah, went went down in two thousand ten. I think had to have season ending surgery. Came back. And in the 2012 season, he pitched his ass off. He was being compared to Greg Maddox in terms of he's a slow pitcher, but he's, his movement and his uh, ability to pin, have pinpoint location on the corners was incredible. Yeah, and um, he, in 2012, he did very well in 2013 as well, but then he blew his arm out again, and then we released him. I think him. he started our last playoff game, right? Uh, oh, no, he started yeah. the one the, the wild card year. No, yeah, he started the wild card year, and then he yeah. started game one against the Dodgers the next season. Um. But yeah, no, I, I love Medlin, and we brought. So he him. could be a guy that fills in once Bartolo gets whatever the hell we do with him. He's a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah, I think he had a rough first start, first rehab start. I think he gave it like ten hits or something like that. But double A. Yeah, I believe so. Um, hmm. Or no, it was with the Fire Frogs actually. It was a single A. But um, but his I, last, I, yeah, I mean, he threw like six shutout innings in the last one. So yeah, I'm I'm pulling for him. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see. I, I was. That was an under-the-radar move that I, I think could pan out for us. We lost I, I'm not getting my hopes up just because of his history of injuries, but I, I like it from a sentimental uh, value, a nostalgic reason, right? But um, I, hope, I hope he can contribute, but I just, given his health problems, I just don't see it happening at this point. He's had so many... Just so much give time. us this one, Graham. Let us so much time on the DL. <laughs> just say yes, I'm excited about it. I can't get too excited about it. I think he's going to come back and be 10 you got to be realistic. Okay. Really that. <laughs> oh, you're saying I should say that. I should yeah, have blind just, optimism. Just give the people Look where our blind optimism got us about this Braves team, Adam. Even though we broke down the stats. That optimistic. No, we were optimistic. We, we said we're going to be challenging over the second wild card. Yeah. It still happened. Okay. As JP would say. Not Angels in the outfield. Freeman in the, yeah. In the, yeah, now with Freeman out for 10 weeks. Well, Freeman comes back. We plug Matt Adams. He'd turn him into an outfielder. We got those two big bats. In the middle of the lineup, turn him into an outfielder. I think he's played some outfield. He has, but you know, he sounds dangerous. Yeah, to me. It, yeah, can't be. As he bad. makes Matt Kemp look like Mike Trout. 
in the outfield. Was Medlin part of that uh, that spring training week where Beachy went down and he went down in the same week? Yeah. It's like the back-to-back yeah. days? Yeah, he was. What year was that? I think it was 2014. We had a young rotation that really just fell apart there. Yeah. I mean, there was so much oh, potential. Yeah. Minor, one, one minor. Medlin, Beachy. Jurgens. Yeah. Jurgens. Tommy Hansen. Tommy Hansen. And Rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, and, and now they're just all gone. I just remember in 2011 when Hansen and Jurgens first half of the season were just kicking ass. I was like, these are our new fucking pitchers, man. These guys yeah. have been here for 10 years. And I never liked Jurgens. No. Mm-mm. There was always a lot of concern with him. Uh, Especially in terms of his, I think his walk issues and his, which he's wild. Bite him in the ass. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had a couple of years though where he was just a complete oh, stud. Yeah. He was, yeah. uh, he was a legit ace for a yeah. one or two seasons, mm-hmm. but I, I just like Tehran, that's not the kind of ace I want. So this is really funny. This isn't podcast related, but it could, it could be. So I just got sent a picture uh, <laughs> of an ad. Uh, it looks like Craigslist, and it says needed generic father figure for backyard barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Says we'll be throwing a backyard barbecue on June seventeenth to celebrate beer and each other. We we range in age from twenty one to twenty six, and while most of us know how to operate a grill, none of us are prepared to fill the role of barbecue dad. <laughs> that being said, we are in need of a generic father figure from four p.m. to about eight p.m. Duties and cl- oh, then it goes away. That's fucking great. That's, That's so where did you see that? Are they are they offering money for it? Duties include grilling hamburgers and hot dogs while drinking beer, bringing your own grill, refer to all, <laughs> refer to all attendees as big guy, chief, sport, champ, <laughs> etc. while drinking beer, talk about dad things like lawn mowers, <laughs> building your own deck, Jimmy Buffett, <laughs> etc. Funny anecdotes are highly encouraged all while drinking beer. That's classic. What's, what's the pay? <laughs> We will. We can't pay you in money, but we can give you all the food and cold beer your heart desires. Grill for a few hours, then sit back and crack, crack open a few cold ones with the boys. This is a real ad. Do not hesitate to call if you are interested. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find that? John sent it to us. That's funny as shit. That's classic. All right. So what were we talking about, Brace? So yeah. So to ra- <laughs> I'm going to include that somewhere. I think that's funny as shit. Um. So yeah, to round out our Braves discussion for you guys this week, I think we should talk about Julio. Um, it's been rough. Through 11 starts, giving up 12 home runs, including three in his last start against the Angels. Uh, 482 ERA, 143 whip. Has not been worth any wins over replacement, just at a zero. Um, he's 4-4, four and four, which doesn't matter. He's walked 26 while striking out 47. Wins and losses don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. I'm not gonna well, get, wins are nice. Doesn't matter. Um, he's pitched like shit. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's pitched like shit. Absolute garbage. Um, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, it's it's just when 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 you're struggling like that, when you're expected to be a team's ace, no matter how shitty the team is expected to be, his performance just hasn't been good. It hasn't been good at all, especially at home. And now even on the road, he's starting to struggle against Anaheim. He goes up three homers against well, a team that doesn't even have Mike Trout in the lineup. It was pretty sad when. Um, Snitker was talking about his start, and he's like, "Oh, Julio threw really good, blah 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 blah." Mm-hmm. And he gave up three home runs. home runs. It was just lucky enough that. Yeah, I love how I mentioned too. It's like minus the three home runs. I'm like, that's a big fucking deal. Imagine if you got one or two guys on base on right. any of those. Yeah, that becomes six, seven runs you're giving exactly. up. Um, I, I am very cons- you know, I've, you know, as Adam said, I've got my eye on him. <laughs> now, now I'm, now I'm, I've, I've officially hit the panic button. You, you got Something, two eyes on him now. Something's wrong with Julio at this point. What do you, what do you see? I've noticed, uh, actually, from an extension standpoint, when he's de- delivering the ball, especially early in the season, he was getting his arm and his hand really close to his ear. And when you do that as a pitcher, that can prevent you from locating where you want to get because you're shortening your release. When you get it a little farther away from your body, you're able to control the ball a little better and get more extension and follow through on your throws. I've noticed that. and. Especially early on, he wasn't doing that. He was getting it really. I actually started to watch that over his last like four or five starts. You've been watching video. I've been watching. I've been watching the fucking games, and he would be getting his arm near his ear. And when you're doing that, you can't get the extension you want, and you wind up being wild, especially on off-speed pitches. Now he's starting to extend a little more, and he's had a few decent starts here and there in the last two or three weeks, I think. But it's been, it's it's still uh, it's still been really rough. It's still been really rough for him. He hasn't pitched well. So I, I've noticed that being a problem. Um, what did you think? 
who's our pitching coach nowadays? Hernandez. Hernandez. Chuck Hernandez. Chuck Hernandez. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. You don't think Chuck would notice the old uh, extension issue? Well, I remember. I remember watching video actually during the game. They had him come out at one point before a game, and he was Hernandez was watching him on the mound. I noticed when. Uh, yeah, that's his job. Obviously, but I noticed <laughs> when Julio was pitching, he was getting that extension more, and he wasn't. Hernandez wasn't referencing that, but I noticed his his arm and his hand was farther away from his body, so he was able to get more follow through on the ball. You listeners, well, users, as I like to call you, uh, <laughs> you users out there can't see me, but I'm kind of scoffing at Graham as he's it's true going through the mechanics of this. First of all, he's using his left arm, and Julio is a right. I'm a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> he's a righty. I'm a left-handed. Uh, I, think I'm a lefty. I think you're a left-handed person. You're not a pitcher at all. <laughs> <laughs> well said. But I'm calling bullshit on Graham's uh, mechanics. No, but I have noticed that here. with him. Is he? Gets his fucking, he does not get extension. And that's why I think he's getting really wild. And why he's not locating. Every single start, every single start, he's in a, at least 90 pitches in the fifth inning. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Well, hopefully. And, and he's gotten really deep into counts, and, he, and he's walking a lot of guys. He's not getting a lot of strikeouts. Well, hopefully, Julio listens to our podcast and can. This could that, turn him around. Yeah, that in depth analysis of his pitching mechanics yeah. from. But anyways, I have noticed that. You can call bullshit on all you want, but I have noticed that. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but and I'm I mean, who knows? I could. I mean, to me, that's what I that's what I was instructed on when I was pitching when I went to various pitching academies and whatnot. <laughs> who knows if they were true or not? But that's what I know. Um, but I'm not sure what else there is to say about it at this point. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I I, I can't completely quantify it, but he is clearly not on the right track yeah, right now. Stuff just looks mediocre. Yeah, he's definitely lost velocity. Um, which has been happening over the last couple of years, but he's also just not locating. And you can't blame, uh, as I like to call it, the souvenir factory, uh, SunTrust Park, mm-hmm. or anymore. The stats aren't really like I think we're like in the middle of the road as far as like home runs given up mm-hmm. at SunTrust Park. So it's not necessarily the launching pad that we thought it was. Yeah, I mean overall, he still has. Much better numbers on the road, has a 1-4-2 ERA, so he's still doing well on the road despite that last uh, debacle of a start he had. But, you know, when you got half your games at home, you got 82 games at home, um, you know, you're going to wind up making the majority of your starts at home, and if you can't pitch there... I'm, I'm just sick of hearing his post game. Every time he pitches well, he says, oh, wow, I mean, I, I had a lot of confidence in my pitches and I was locating. Mm-hmm. Every single time he pitches well, he says that. Okay, so go into a start confident, and maybe you'll be better. Yeah, like he just doesn't seem to have that confidence that he used to have as just kind of a young guy. But I really think that we set him up for failure trying to make him our ace. You think I, that put? He's not an ace, and we've just we've wanted him to be an ace so badly, and I don't think he is. I think he's he's more of a, a second or third guy. Yeah, and maybe there's been some unfair pressure on him in that respect. But he's pitched well when he's been expected to be the ace before, and and. I don't know if you equate it to the new ballpark or, or what, but it's just it, whatever whatever's happening with Julio, it's not working. I mean, I, I think we have to get down to it right now and just say what's the what's the plan for Julio at this point? Trade. Trade, do you think? But his value's low now. It's not so low. And he has a great contract. Someone's gonna, You don't trade for players anymore. You trade for contracts. No. Someone's yeah. going to trade for that. If, we, if that happens, let's say we trade Julio and get a decent return. Trade Dickey, you trade Jaime, you DFA Bartolo. Is that a possibility? Like a legitimate possibility, not just like theorizing here, but like do we think that could actually happen? Yeah, the Braves might have to call you to come in as a lefty. Yeah, maybe. Throw they him at 64 they miles an hour. They can't lose, like, <laughs> they can't completely blow this thing up, and they're not going to allow themselves to lose that many games this year Yeah, with the new ballpark and everything. You're not going to trade four-fifths of your rotation. We're on, we're on pace to lose like over 100 games right now. Are we really? I don't think yeah, that's true. No, we're not. That's what Jim Powell said the other day. Jim Powell's full of shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bet good money that we'd win more than 74 and a half games. Yeah, we're, we're only we're on pace to win like 67 right now. We're what, like six games under 500? Yeah, it's not bad. I'm just saying, that's, that's what the man said the other day. Hmm. So. Um, but I think we digress at this <laughs> yeah. point. Um, you mean Atlanta or the Braves or what? Or us? Everything. <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. I think uh, we have some nice things going on, but I think those nice things could be trade pieces. And even then, you know, 
it's bleak right now until we get some relief from the minor league system. It's just the way it is. Let's do a new segment. All right. It's called Say One Thing You're Excited About About the Braves Right Now. I'll start. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, come on, this idea. One word? One word? One word? One sentence? Um, One phrase? What, What do we got? I'm excited about seeing Ender Inciarte for the next five years. That is a very fair statement. Graham? I'm excited about the return of Freddie Freeman and him being the franchise cornerstone for eight to ten more seasons. And Arthur. I like both of those a lot. Um, I'm excited to see our pitching rotation at the beginning of next year because I think it'll be completely different and young, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we got one more nice, bad nice. season, under 500 season to suffer through, and hopefully next year things start to like really turn around. But I'm getting tired. Of... We're, gonna, we're trying to end on a positive note. <laughs> That's... It's impossible. It is impossible, because then you start thinking about all the bullshit. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll stop being so negative. It's just hard not to be. It's hard not to be at this point. I'm sorry. That's why we have our positivity segment that we'll do every week for now. Okay. Just to keep things in perspective. Yeah. I also like to add that Braves are winning 92 right now, which is nice. Very yes. nice. So if Julio blows this, then oh. I'm done with him. You're done with him? <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I, think I'm, I think I'm a little ahead of you at this point. Yeah. Um, all right, friends. Moving on to... What else we got? Some Hawks news. Oh, yeah? The Hawks have hired a new general manager. It's finally happened. And we've signed Travis Schlenk, who was the assistant general manager to the Warriors. Uh, and has been in their organization for 12 years. A lot of people in the around the NBA have said that he has been a key architect in the construction of the roster that we see now dominating the National Basketball Association on a daily basis, yearly basis, if you will. Um, so, uh, given the fact his pedigree, he's been in the organization for 12 years as he was an assistant coach, and then he transitioned to the front office. Um, what do we think about this move? I know there's not a lot to really go off of at this point. But um, considering the organization he's coming from, you got to like that at least. Unless he's bringing some of those players with him, I don't think it's going to make a lick of difference until LeBron retires. So, Fair enough. Um, somebody did have an interesting theory the other day that maybe he can get like Clay Thompson to come to the Hawks because Clay's kind of been uh, cast aside now. He has not been bit. the same player since Kevin Durant signed Exactly. There. So no. maybe, and I'm sure he would like to be featured a little more. So He'd be the star player. He's got his buddy telling him, hey, come down to Atlanta. We got, like, strip clubs and some other things around here. <laughs> Clay, doesn't, Clay Thompson doesn't seem like a strip club strip guy club, to no. me. We've got the aquarium. we got the aquarium. <laughs> and, uh, he, he does seem more like a fish guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one of the best aquariums in the, in the but, United States. Then I again, think. how many star players are aquarium guys? We need strip club guys. Right, exactly. Yeah. We, we yeah. Need, we he need could some... be a strip club guy. You have no idea. Yeah. yeah but regardless, you know, he, he has been <laughs> – he's definitely had a down season. There's only one basketball on that team, and you got four star players. And he has definitely, I think – Benefited the least from Kevin Durant coming there. So let's just go ahead and put it out there that Schlenk got hired because he sold to Budenholzer and uh, the powers above that if you hire me, I will bring Clay Thompson to Atlanta. That's what you're saying? That's and what I'm saying. I, I That's what my sources are telling me anyways. Oh, okay. Clay, as a player to me, needs people around him to be great. He needs the floor to be spread out. Yeah. I mean, he needs he needs everything to work out for him. That's butt I ball. feel like it's going to end up being another Kyle Korver. Like he has better defense, clearly. But, uh, and he's a, he's got more. He's, he's definitely younger. And he's, he's younger. And he's got a better, more future. versatile. I, I just don't see him. I, maybe it's because he's around all those other stars that I don't see him, you know, being the brightest star in that group. But well, well, this year especially, it's just he, he looks like a shell. He looks like a shell of himself. Right. His confidence level, I think, has been rattled. He's just not getting the ball enough. And then when he he is take when he is taking shots, he's not making them. He was like. There was one point in the game one the other night when he was like three of thirteen, um, had like six points or something in like end of the third quarter. I mean, he's just not. He's he, he, that it doesn't work for him anymore having KD yeah, so there. He gets another championship, and then what? Do you, why do you need to stay? Yeah, get out, show what you can do. Yeah, no, I think that could be really Make exciting. Make some big bucks. It'd be really exciting. Yeah, um, I also saw Schlenk was saying he wants to keep uh, Dwight. So I saw that too. I also one of the best big men still. Okay, so when I saw that, I said either he's saving face or he's fucking lying to himself because that's a goddamn lie. <laughs> Dwight is not one of the best big men in the league. Um, no, he's not. And I mean, there's not that many big men left. I was about to say it's a guard league. It's a guard league, and the big men that are still around have changed their game to adapt to that. 
They're stretching the floor. They're shooting the 15 footer. Shooting the three, and they're a presence on the interior. Except, White is none of those. I love uh, speaking of big men, Zaza. All the shit that's going on with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw a headline for. Uh, I mean, it was like from the Onion, so mm-hmm. obviously a fake headline. Yeah. But it was like a quote of Zaza after that game one win, just being like, "Huh, we're playing so well. I might, I might not even have to injure anybody. Oh. <laughs> we're still gonna win." <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious, um, but yeah, I'm I'm not I'm excited about him from a pedigree standpoint. But I agree with Arthur saying until LeBron leaves, the East is a um, is a death trap at this point. There's nothing you can do. And it, uh, my actually my cousin actually made a good point when I saw him. He's a big basketball guy. Mm-hmm. He was saying that since LeBron is in the East, all these players are going West. And when LeBron leaves, the West is going to be so talent heavy. Mm-hmm. The East is going to be so wide open. It's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's why you want to start building now. So if, if you start trading for draft picks in yeah. 2020, start start you know thinking ahead because you know mm-hmm. right now it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. That's why I say trade Baysmore, trade Howard, if, do whatever you can to get rid of them. Trade Baysmore, trade Howard, build up Dennis as your guy. Let Millsap walk because there's just because yeah, money. it's if, just if too much money. Millsap, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. You're, um, you're a Schroeder guy. I'm a shooter guy in the sense that I think he's got a lot of potential. I don't think he's ready yet, and I think he's too selfish with the ball at this point, but I I think he's got a bright future ahead of him if he can get his shit under control, if he can play a full 48 minutes out there. He needs yeah. to stop skateboarding as well. He skateboards? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the I mountain saw, bike. I saw it, pictures of him at a skate park. Like that's a great yeah. way to... Without a helmet on. What are you doing, Dennis? That, that is stupid. Yeah. That that would get the GM out there like, what are you doing? Yeah, that, we are that, paying that's you. Much like, money? That should be your number one yeah. thing. Tell yeah. your your only really future star. Write an amendment to that contract saying yeah. no, no, no skateboarding. skateboarding. <laughs> no skateboarding, bro. But um Yeah, no, I I like Dennis. I think he can I mean he really showed up in the postseason. Um I know he's had his issues. I've been a big um you know, at times I've heavily criticized him, at times I've heavily praised him. Um I but I think in total, you know, I could think of many worse players you could add as your starting point guard, and I think he could be a star in this league if he can just keep building, keep progressing, learn the offense, get the team more involved, um, and develop an outside shot. I think he, you know, he's got a really good chance. I mean, as a penetrator, he's, he's tremendous. He's just got to make better decisions. Passing and choosing when to penetrate when, guys, when there's not three guys in the middle of the, you know, in the interior of the key. So, but I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too – I don't know. It's 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 tough. It's tough because it's like, why give a shit about basketball at this point? Adam Silver has made the NBA into a thing where it's just like you can't get excited about anything because it comes down to two teams. Is that it's going to continue to come down to two teams for the next three or four seasons? Is it Adam Silver's fault? Maybe not. I mean, he's he let the KD thing happen. Yeah, well, he, this is America. Yeah, how could he have stopped wants. it? They stopped Chris Paul from being traded to the Lakers a few years ago. David Stern stopped that. What was the? Reason I can't remember, but I just know <laughs> that he was supposed to go to the Lakers and, the, and the, they didn't do it. And they said, He's no, talking about going to the Spurs now. I, I, I read yeah, about I that. that. That's that's you know they're the, they're the only team that can. Take they're the only, the only other state. team that can contend. It's three teams. It's the Spurs when Kawhi's healthy. It's the Warriors and it's LeBron and the Cavs and that's it. And the NBA has become such a yeah, shit product. It's def- at definitely this point. a league lacking uh, parity. Yeah, and for sure. and. You know, everybody makes the argument. Oh, remember the days of the Lakers and the and the and the Celtics going back and forth, trading championships and going. To the, yeah, it's like that's fine, but at least the playoffs were competitive. This is the worst postseason in NBA history that I can remember in my lifetime. I've never seen more sweeps, more blowouts, more bullshit. NBA can <laughs> suck it right now. It is partially because Golden State is so good, though. I understand, but I'm just saying across the board. Yeah, there have been just it's just. The wanna... way the teams line up is, is, is terrible. There's only, there's only like one good series out of any series, and that was the Celtics and the, War- uh, the, Celtics and the, um, the Wizards that went seven games. And our series of the Wizards was okay, but other than that, there hasn't been anything. Any, been... Anything we're in is not good. No. <laughs> we're just... No, I agree, but I'm yeah. just saying, it's like it's, it's the, the Celtics-Wizards okay. series was it. That was, that was a good series. Uh, and I like the Wizards. Talking about someone who's set up for the future, the Wizards, they only need one more player to make, yeah. to make it into a very, very competitive Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference yeah. Maybe Paul maybe. Millsap? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They got the but, um, you know, we'll see what, Sh- what Schlink does. The draft's coming up. I'm glad we hired someone before the draft and just say, okay, by committee, we'll 
draft people, I think that would have been stupid. Yeah, he, he was saying, we, we can find a player at 17. Yeah, but I, but I already don't like him uh, for saying Dwight's one of the best big men in the league. So, Did you hear where apparently we offered, like, Four first round picks for Paul George. Yeah, yeah. I did. I heard about that. Thank God. They you know how that. upset I would have been if that happened? That's absurd. You can't trade yeah. away four years worth of draft picks. I'm going to play the unpopular card here and say I would have been interested in seeing how that would have worked out. What would we have done? But I will say this when I started to think about it. We wanted to beat LeBron. No, 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 no. no. Here's what I'm going to say. When I started to think about it, I didn't like it because you got to think about it too. Millsap probably walks. And what do you got left? Schroeder and Paul George. Yeah. And even though Paul George is a better player than Millsap, it's not going to push you over the edge. And then you fuck your future. So I agree with you. Paul George is one of those semi-stars to me. However many semi-stars you get, you're not going to beat LeBron. No. It's like no. you can have, you know, if you have five of them, great. You you probably will. Yeah. But you're not going to get five of them. No. I mean, it's... Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I think that's just another case of, uh, you know, and there's another reason why Bud's being pushed out, right? I mean, sacrificing the future of the, of the franchise for a player who's getting close to 30, who's still yeah. a very good player, great player, but you, know, you, you fuck your future if you do that. So um, so we'll see what the Hawks do, but it's just... Something I, to watch. I, I've never had more ambivalence towards sport than I do the NBA at this point in time for the reasons I you know, said earlier. It's just sad. Even the fucking finals are bullshit. Blowouts. Well, you got this goddamn man. super team. Yeah. I mean, with... with KD, Steph. Having KD and Steph on the same team is just unfair to begin with. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have anything more to see on the Hawks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Our segment's always kind of end like this now. <laughs> yeah. You just get depressed. Screw that. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next segment. Moving on to the next <laughs> segment. Wait, there's not really a ton of uh, Falcons news going around. Um, I know Marquand Manuel, the new defensive coordinator, has... Um, been making the rounds of the press, saying all the right things. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. Um, but we really don't have any uh, Falcon segments for you guys this week. Uh, OTAs are going on. No injuries have happened, thank God. Tack McKinley uh, signed the deal. I guess we can talk about that real quick yeah, in the video. That's a funny yeah. thing. Arthur, you want to take that? Sure, yeah. He had a uh, video come out that he was uh, celebrating his new bank account. Had two commas in it. He was dancing there with his dog, looking at him all funny. It was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody was just sitting there in the corner. Yeah. I didn't see because oh, I watched Cody. it. Because I watched it on my, uh, I watched it on my phone when I was at a traffic light, yeah. and I. Uh, That's safe. And now well, I was no, no. I'm saying I was stopped at a traffic light, and I knew the traffic light was going to take at least like a minute. So I was like, okay, I'll look this shit up real quick. Um, but. I didn't see Cody in the. So he was just looking at yeah, him. Yeah, like, he was what just looking at him like that. That's this is the guy that I rely on for food. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just—it's a funny video. People have been, you know, getting on him about it. But you know, get over yourself. He's comes from very humble beginnings. Yeah, just let him have his little moment. That's always been my argument. You can, you, you can't if you if you don't if you can't relate to where Tack came from, and you're getting on him for making, you know, for being really excited about making all this money, maybe being a little over the top. Like, I'm sorry, but you don't understand what this man has been through. Yeah. He's a kid. He's a kid. Even if he hadn't been through that stuff, you know how excited I would be if all of a sudden I had a million dollars yeah, in my bank Yeah, I'd be freaking out. Um, so the, the thing is, too, is hopefully in the future he'll be able to harness that and maybe be a little more understated at times when he needs to be. But I think right now, given his age, given where he is, given where he's come from, I don't have a problem with it. It's just once it's time for football, young man, let's fucking Yeah, he's not really, I mean, it's not like he's really with the team now. So, you know, there's going to be the old veteran that's going to come in, put his hand on his shoulder, and say, all right, young man, Mm -hmm. this is what you got to do to be a professional in this league. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, and and that'll come. Oh, and one more thing I guess we should talk about is uh, Dwight Freeney said he wants to come back officially. He's been talking with the Falcons front office saying, yeah, I I went in. Again, well, there's that veteran who's going to come in and tell him that. I right? hope it happens, and but I think for it to happen, you got to get rid of one of your one of your defensive linemen or linebackers, and I think that Brooks Reed uh, or Courtney Upshaw is the guy to go if you bring back Dwight Freeney. I'm totally fine with bringing Freeney back because even though he didn't have that many sacks, I think we had three. I know he got one in the Super Bowl, and he consistently seemed to put pressure on the quarterback. Like he wasn't always getting there, but he was. He wasn't like some some. Sh- He's not Bartolo. He, he, yeah, he's not Bartolo. He's going out there. He's being he's being a good presence to the guys in the locker room, and he's actually making an impact on the field too. Not a huge impact, but pretty much what we expected of him. But he does even just the name itself demands attention from the offensive. Oh line. yeah, they absolutely. have to say, okay, I'm lining up 
against Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. You, you know, gotta I, respect I, that. Yeah. I mean, watch out for the spin move. I, I remember, I remember going to the, I remember going to the Cardinals game last year and just being like, and I was pretty close to the field and I was watching Dwight and I was like, he still looks like a fucking defensive end to me. Like he can still rush the passer. Um, so I hope, I hope he comes back. But who do you think we drop at him if, uh, if we bring him back? I'd hate to see. <laughs> I, 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 I would, I would hate to see Upshaw go. You would hate to see Upshaw go. Yeah, I like Upshaw. Yeah, I hope Reed goes. Yeah. I think that's that's the candidate you want to get rid of if if, if you're bringing back Dwight. Yeah. You think yeah. they have to drop somebody? Yeah, because the defensive we have so many defensive linemen at this point. Yes. Cyclomen. Back to Tack. I think if as long as Tack keeps that attitude he had at the draft, get after that quarterback. Get yeah. After that quarterback. I love yeah. that. You gotta get to the quarterback, man. <laughs> Come on, man. God damn. I love that Who knows? Shit. It might be his. It might be his hand on Freeney's shoulder. Like, hey, let's get more pumped up. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> hey, old man. Yeah. Put hey down the newspaper yeah. and coffee. Let's go get yeah. after this. Quarterback. Take off your reading glasses. Yeah. Um, you might see a revamped. Yeah, but I mean, I I think just to wrap up the Falcons real quick, I, I've never been more excited heading into a season than I have been this year for the Falcons. I'm still depressed. Yeah, I'm yeah. still depressed. <laughs> but I love the future. Like, I love the defense is going to be. So much more formidable with Poe. Um, another year of season for Jarrett, for Deion Jones. Um, May I say, Deion Jones is my favorite Falcon right now. Oh, I fucking love him. He's the greatest. No, he's great. Speed. Yeah, speed. Uh, I think the speed's going to be better. I think the, you're getting Desmond Trufant back for a full season. I have never been more amped for it. And then the offense is going to be the offense, as long as we stay healthy. Um, my only concern is, the, is, is guard at this point, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. But other than that, like... You think about all the other teams in the NFL that have so many a litany of problems. The only thing you can really say about the Falcons is how are the new coordinators going to do, and how is the uh, who's going to be the new guard. That's it. I've never heard you be so positive about anything. No, I'm 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 absolutely as Dan Quinn would say. I'm so fucking jacked. You're jacked about it. That's all I can think about at work when I'm at work and I'm just depressed. That's all I can think about. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I, that's all I can think boss, about. Hopefully your boss doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> But that's all. I, that's all I can. No, that's not all I can think about. But like when I start when I start thinking about Atlanta sports and how depressed I am over the Braves and over the Hawks and whatnot, I just think about the Falcons. I'm like, I just hold on to that. It's like a warm blanket to put over you when you're freezing your ass off. Like a you're, you're talking about all these problems other teams have. I think our biggest problem is the Super Bowl still. Are yes. we going to be able to get over that? That is very true. Mindset. That, that's huge to yeah. be able to get over. Even if we say we have a crazy, you know undefeated regular season mm-hmm. it won't matter because we'll still have that in the back of our heads I agree like, that's the biggest thing you gotta worry about because yeah. um, on the field on paper we should be competing okay. are we gonna blow it yeah all we're gonna think about yeah anytime that we're on the field there's no way we can not think yeah about until that. you excise those demons that's the, that's gonna be the biggest only one way to fix that yeah that's gonna be the biggest Kill issue Tom that we, Brady yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the biggest issue we have to deal with so I, I agree with you there cold-blooded murder uh, <laughs> I just think you know, and I can't imagine what it's like to, to fuck that up. But yeah, that, that's our biggest. If that's our biggest issue, even though it's a huge issue to get over, yeah. like on the field, we should be ready to rock. And that gets me incredibly excited. Yeah. Um, especially the strides by the defense. My God, I mean, our front seven is going to be loaded. So. Um, all right. So, uh, one of the reasons we brought Arthur along today, uh, not only to inject new life into the show, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but also. To talk some soccer, because we know we've gotten a few people have uh, come up to me and said, where the hell is the Atlanta United coverage? I think that was me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of them was you. Um, and the one time we did talk Atlanta United, Arthur, Arthur told was us, like, you guys have no idea what the hell you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're out of your element, shut the fuck up. And we're like, fair enough, we'll bring you on at some point to talk about it. But, uh, but other people have, have, have come up and said, you know, why are you not talking about it? I know Alexa has said it. I know... Um, <laughs> A little honor shout out. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. That's the, we're doing this for you, damn it. Um, but yeah, so we brought Arthur. One of the reasons we want to bring Arthur on is for the Atlanta United stuff, man. This is a big soccer fan. Um, <coughs> guy who's really part, following the team in depth. Part of Lakeside High School's 2008 state championship team. What position did you play? I was a center back on that team. What does that mean? I, was, I played defense okay. for y'all in the center of the field. So real quick, just to give a little background on, on Arthur, you've, you've, you're a native, obviously, right? You've, you've lived here the majority of your life. All of my all life. All of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides uh, my time in Atlanta, Atlanta sports fan since birth, I take it. Yep, you got it. Um, what got you into Atlanta sports? Um, I was a big Living sport. in Atlanta? You know, I was, I was a big you know, athlete growing up, mm-hmm. so 
I played baseball. I played I played soccer. I played football. Played all that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, always been a fan of stuff. And big did, Georgia Bulldog as well. Gotcha. Did Did family get you into it, or was it just you playing the sports more? Well, or the, the friends playing the sports. I think playing baseball got me into the Braves. Yeah, and you know, the Braves being so good when we were so influential. Yeah, as a young right young Sprouts coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, huge Chipper Jones fan, of course. Yep. Um, because you know, I lived in Atlanta. I had a heartbeat. Everyone's a Chipper Jones fan. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was always a big football fan. He, not a huge pro football fan until maybe, you know, college, a little bit after college, really. I was mm-hmm. more of a college football guy. Gotcha. I'm still very big into college football. Um, but yeah, also, you know, I played club soccer year-round starting in, from when I was about 12 until I, um, <laughs> until I graduated high school. So, yeah. Cool. So when you're watching, who do you watch Atlanta sports with a lot? Um, just by myself, by or friends, or yeah. yeah, whatever. You feel like there's a communal bond with the people you watch it with, or is it just of one of those things? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I watch the Braves every night and have people that I text about it, and um, I also, before Atlanta United got here, I'm a huge soccer fan, and I actually mm-hmm. follow um, Arsenal FC okay. um, Premier League. And, you know, have friends that I talk to about that. And I just, you know, while you're watching, if you're alone, you're always texting somebody. Football generally is more communal. You watch football games with people. American sure. football. American football. American football, yeah. yeah. We're going to be calling soccer, soccer. Okay, good. 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 Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, How do you get into uh, Premier League and all that and choose your team? I've never understood that. Well, yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, when I was growing up, everyone was a Manchester United fan. And I was like... Why? Why, why? Why were people Manchester United? I think that they were just more popular, and they won. They is that won. who David Beckham played for? It is. Yeah. Nice. They 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 won, right? They, they were winners, I think, right? And yeah, so they won I, so many championships. I kind of chose. They're the Yankees. They're right. the Yankees. They're the Yankees of, of, of English. Yeah, of English, English soccer. soccer. Yeah. So I kind of went with the next best. I was like, oh, I'm going to be an Arsenal fan because they were also very good. Does they Arsenal win championships? They do. They're very much like, they're. Such an Atlanta team. I think this is, it's really funny. I decided to follow them again when I was maybe 11 or 12. Um, we actually, me and my club team went to England and played um, over there against, oh, wow. other, against other clubs. That's sweet. Cool. And I, I think that was when we were about like 13 or 14, maybe a little bit older than that. Um, and I, I got an Arsenal jersey while I was there and I was all excited. And um, it was around that time that they won their last um, championship. It was, you know, 04, I think. It was there. They were actually undefeated. Yeah. They went through a whole season undefeated, which doesn't happen in English soccer. Um, How many games in the season? Um, I believe it's thirty-nine. Wow. So they, you know, they had the draws in there too, but you know they right. didn't lose. Um, it's like a game a week. Two yeah, games a week. It's, yeah, it's usually a game, um, a game a week, and then sometimes they'll have like a Tuesday or Wednesday game. Mm-hmm. And they also have, um, you know, tournaments thrown in there as well that gotcha. they'll play throughout the week. Um, but yeah, that they just. They've been good for a very long time. They haven't won a champion of a league championship in a lot of years. So it's just so more, it's very, more and more losing for you. Very, very indicative of who I follow. Good I'm choice. pretty sure I'm I'm the you're the luck. curse. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got Arsenal. I got Georgia, who's always right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cried too many times at those at those games. Yep. <laughs> and then again, Super Bowl last year. That was fun. Um, watched that with you guys. Yeah, yeah that did. was yeah. that was rough. That was uh, yeah. That was not any of ours. Uh, I, I we was, did not handle ourselves. I, no. went, I went from nervous drinking before the game <laughs> to celebratory drinking almost immediately because yeah. I, I was like, "How are we going to mess this up?" To uh, to sad drinking. I remember you just like you and Drew just we left left, we left without saying a word. Yeah, grab well, punched a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I was punching the house outside. I'm sorry, McKenzie's. I don't think I caused any structural damage. Well, we actually left and passed you doing that. <laughs> and we didn't say a word. We were just like, he's going to handle it his way. We're going to drive drunk home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, How drunk were you guys? Actually, Drew he's, wasn't. Drew okay, had, good. Because I, I want to advocate had, drunk driving Drew on the had show. to work the next day, so he hadn't been drinking that Okay, much. good. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, as soon as it went to overtime, I was like, "Yeah, right, we're gonna beat them in overtime." There's no fucking way. Yeah, um, I love the visual of you guys just like leaving and like seeing Graham glasses like broken, punching a brick wall, yeah. and just like and walking just right tears, past that. just tears on his face. No, no actual crying, just tears were coming out. Yeah, and I, I saved the crying. Be. I saved the crying for when I got home. I, also, I literally was in a like in the fetal position on a bed, just like yeah. crying. 
That's how I also was. left, like we, like I said, we just <laughs> left immediately. I left everything that I brought. Like I didn't, have, I had to go back. I didn't have my cooler with me. I left, I left my jacket. I left, I just like walked out the door as a free man. Just yeah. said, nope, I'm unencumbered yeah. and sad. So I think we, I think we got a healthy dose of, of Arthur Rich's perspective on his uh, Atlanta sports ties. You can see why he's one of us. You can see why he's one of us. Um, so jumping into the soccer stuff. Um, tell us about it, because <laughs> we are so. I feel like we've, it feels like we're we're speaking a foreign language whenever, or trying to speak a foreign language very incoherently whenever we talk about soccer. So, um, I know it's a shitty way to let you start talking because huh. I haven't really asked anything. Yeah, it's a pretty so, generic. It is a generic thing. So, tell me about offsides. <laughs> <laughs> offsides. Uh, that's a really complicated thing to have to do without like visual aid or anything. Um, so when the ball is kicked. Yep. If you are past the last defender, you are offsides. Is the simplest way to as an offensive player. As an offensive player, if you Got are it. past the last defender, um, technically the rule is you have to be well, that's easy enough. past the second to last defender because mm-hmm. the goalkeeper is technically a defender. Right? Goal. How do you get past his ass? Um, yeah, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, sometimes it comes up in a weird scenario, like in a corner or something, that the keeper's further up than a. But doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that's offsides. Word. Yeah, eleven players on each. Yep. On each team yep. on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to... <laughs> so, I'll, I'll get a little more specific yeah. for you. Yeah, please um, save me. Than that terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us the latest Atlanta United update. How are they looking now? Because I, I know when everything got started, there was a ton of hype. Yeah, a, is yeah. that hype still there? B, is the team holding up their end? And uh, I'll hang up and... Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> the, hype, the hype is definitely still there. Um, it hasn't worn off yet. Um, I think that we had a conversation about the hype um, kind of after, you know, right after the first couple games, and you were saying, you know, they can't sustain this. This is crazy. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's definitely still there. They're definitely selling out, you know, you know Bobby Dodd still. Um, it's 40, I think it's, they limit it down to like 42 or 41,000. Um, and they're selling that out still, which we have the highest attendance numbers in the MLS right now um, by a lot, not by a little. Um, we haven't had a lot of home games just because we don't have our dedicated stadium. Um, so we've played the most road games of any MLS team. Um, we're playing really well. We're not really getting the results that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, especially from what we look like, you know, we dominate games and we lose. Yeah. It's, it's kind That's of frustrating. Um, you know, they fit right in in Atlanta. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, what was it? It was a game against... I think a Canadian team. I can't remember, but we were up like one to nothing the whole game. Maple Leafs. It wasn't the Maple Leafs. Uh, Blue Jays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the Expos. But yeah, it seemed like a classic Atlanta sports moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's not as dramatic as you know they're going out and blowing it. We're just playing really well and not getting the yeah. results. What's happens in soccer? You, you, sure. It's not as much of a. And the MLS does have a lot of parity. There's there's a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not you know one super team. Uh, it's kind of set up to have. You know, like the NFL, to have that you know parity among the teams, mm-hmm. um, so you don't have these giant you know um, teams like the NBA. Um, but it, we are a very very young talented team. Yeah. Um, not saying that we're going to stay young and talented because it is very different. This isn't the destination for most of these players. Most of these players want to go to Europe, and that's oh, yeah. their. I mean, and that's that sucks. That's the, the the reality of it is the MLS isn't the best. I mean, we're not the best, near the best um, league in the in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's if a player is playing really great, he wants to go to Premier. That's great, and we're going to have him for a season. But right. we're selling him. Really? So, I mean, that's they want to go to Premier. Or they want to go somewhere else. They're going to go to Spain. They're going to go anywhere in Europe, okay. and they're going to yeah, they're going to play. So uh, what? And, and a couple of these players are good enough to do that next so year. So Almiron. Almiron is Almiron. Martinez, who's been hurt. You think um, they're going to be gone after this year? Possibly. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, it, it's, I think it, I, I think that's how it's going to turn over, especially since the way we wanted to build our team is young, foreign players that have already you know they've already played well in their respective leagues. Um, yeah, I think that they're you know they're going to be here for a little bit, but we can't like in, in any other sport we can't be like oh we got to sign him to a long term contract and he's going to be here forever. It doesn't work like it's that. It's not going to be like that. So. So are we, for like this season, are we in contention for playoffs still? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many teams go to the playoffs? A lot of the teams go to the playoffs, and I'm not sure how many, but it looks like half 
of each conference goes to the playoffs. Uh, two it's, it's it's how, many, how many divisions yeah, are Eastern there? Eastern and Western Conference. Are there Again, divisions? This is really, yeah, yeah. There, there are no divisions. There are no divisions. Conference. Okay, two I kind of like that. Yeah, um, and I'm again, I'm not a huge MLS guy. This is really the first year that I've been following because mm-hmm. Atlanta's got a team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure the playoffs work just like a, a regular tournament would. So you have, mm-hmm. when you get into the playoffs, I think that you do a home and away. And the aggregate score oh, really? advances. Huh. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure about that. Interesting. Um, well, that'll be an exciting time. Yeah, and I and we're we're borderline right now. I think. I think. It, and again, it's tons of parity. So you know, we win a game and we shoot up, right, know, three spots because we get the three points. Tell yeah. me how um, points work. So that, three points for a win, mm-hmm. one point for a tie, and you got nothing for a loss. Okay. So the hope is on the road that you tie, right? And the hope is that you win on at home, right? Depending on who, who you're playing, right? You, you know, you, yeah, you. But if you're playing either a, win at a, home. a contemporary opponent that's yeah. you know equivalent to you in terms of right wins loss uh, skill level, you hope for a tie on the road. Like, like that, right. I've heard that be yeah. sort of the adage, right? And a few weeks ago, I saw this stat that um, again we have been playing a lot of road games. We're going to have you know a ton more home games when we move into Mercedes Benz. This is kind of how this they did our schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so they based and the schedule off the Mercedes-Benz kind I of I think that they did, Okay. Yeah. Um, and even though it's been pushed back, we're still going to have more home games uh, later in the year. Um, we are averaging like 1.5 points away from home. So we're winning you know, in time more than we're losing away. That's good. Um, so I, I, that's better than any other MLS team. So wow. it might just be because we've been playing more road games. But um, you know, we're, we are playing pretty well on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost yesterday. Again, a game that we dominated and probably should have won, but you said it was three one. Three one, yep. Were they like late goals? Or? Yeah, I mean, it, we get counterattacked on a lot because our our coach, who has he is in, definitely an international coach. He coached Argentina and Barcelona, who's a huge club in Spain. Um, he coached both of them, and his style is a, you know he's very much an attacking coach, mm. which is great to watch because it's really fun soccer to watch because mm-hmm. um, you're you're constantly getting attacked. And you're constantly attacking, and the problem is there's a lot of these MLS teams are set up to counterattack, and that's what kills us because we commit so many numbers forward, so and we it, just get counterattacked. Is on. it like a suicide mission, like a suicide blitz almost? Yeah, if you got to make a bit. comparison, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean we we commit again, like you know, it's not like not really like a blitz, but mm-hmm. you know we slowly work the ball up and yeah. we get numbers forward, you know, slowly. Right. If there's a bad pass, if something happens and they get the ball, they can attack us without. Much resistance. Got it. Okay, um, and we just don't. We just can't get the players back to get behind the ball to stop stuff. Something like that. Got it. Um, and, the, and again, we play out of the back. Um, you know, really aggressively. Our goalkeeper, you know, is really good with his feet. Um, we should probably give him a shout out too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Alec Can, who we actually I actually played with growing up. Um, he was my goalkeeper at club and in high school on that high school team. Um, but yeah, he's really good with his feet mm-hmm. and. Um, so that they encourage him to play out of the back and the defenders again to you know not just kick the ball and, and see how it goes and just kind of hope for it. They all pass out of the back, which is dangerous because you know you give the ball away once back there and it, it's a pretty good scoring opportunity for their team. So if you're passing out of the back, that means you're on your your side of the field, right? Yes. Right. So and then, starting with the goalkeeper, you're you know you're you're trying to pass up the field instead of hitting the long ball and right and praying for praying for success. So what, what what's the, what's the strategy there in terms of uh, like, why do that as opposed to trying to just boot it out? Well, you have more control of the game. You, you keep the ball okay. a lot more. Possession is, is huge in soccer just because mm-hmm. you're not running around, um, you know, crazy all the time and tiring yourself out. Sure. Generally, you, you would think that you would have, you know, an advantage later in the game because you've kept the ball longer. Mm-hmm. We generally average about 60% possession, which is really good, um, and higher than that sometimes. And again, yesterday, I think we had like 66% of possession, and we lost 3-1. Um, so it, it goes against the run of play a little bit, but um, it's just how it goes. The way we play is, and the, the coach has you know said before, his style is he'd rather win five to four than you know one to nothing. Mm-hmm. So he wants he wants that attacking um, stuff. And, and when Martinez gets back, who is that superstar player up front that we lost? Um, he tore his um, not his hamstring, his uh, his quad um, playing for his international team. Um, as soon as he's back, we're a different team. He's oh, yeah. he's incredible. Is that good? Yeah. Um, when, he, when's he, he was, projected to come back? He's already training. He should be back in the next few weeks. He's okay. already he's been he's been out for it's been a long time. Yeah, a month or two. It's like the third game, I think. Yeah, out, right? and he was leading the MLS in scoring. Um, he was scoring all his goals against uh, yeah, he, Minnesota that that snow uh, game. Yeah, that snow with the orange ball. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, 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 ye
that was the coldest game in MLS history, actually. Wow. Hmm. Overall, what's the uh, consensus as far going back to Alec for how he, how he's played? Great, he's yeah. playing great. Yeah, um, that, I mean, so much so that we actually uh, bought a, the U.S. national team keeper from a team in England. He's a little bit older, um, but he's you know experienced, and everyone just kind of assumed he's going to come in and play. And he Alec has played so well that he they're questioning if if that's going to even happen. Really, um, awesome. I'm sure he'll come in and play because mm-hmm. they spent. You know, they spend the money on him. I mean, there's no way to go back on it, on that deal now. No, we can sell him again, but yeah. he won't be able to play for a while. So, um, yeah, so the English, the those European leagues are just now finishing. All those are those seasons are finishing right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're kind of, we're in the beginning stages of our season, so um, it doesn't really line up with those. But, you know, the English season is about a nine-month season, so it's it's a long, long process, a little bit longer than the MLS season. Um but yeah, he's he's Alec again. Alec, he's he's been playing really well, and again, he plays exactly how you would want a keeper to play in the system we're playing. So it's going to be interesting to see Guzan come in and and see if he's going to uh, to start right away, and if he does, if he'll be able to do the things that Alec does. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I was actually at a game, um, our last home game, and there were a few kids behind me that were talking about it. They're like, "Well, we don't." We don't want Ken to sit. Like he's playing, he's playing great. And I thought that was kind of that's cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah, just hear random people talking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I've had lunch with him a few times. People always come up to him and say, "Hey," they always pronounce his name wrong. Yeah, they're, hey, Con. He's like, "It's Ken." But <laughs> <laughs> they're everyone's really nice. He says it's you know, great fans. So, how awesome is it to see one of your your buddies from, you know, yeah, from childhood to high school, succeed like this? Yeah, and, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, um, I mean. We used to, of course, like make fun of him in high school. He used, to, I, I remember our when we the day we graduated high school, he went to the gym, and I was like, "What are you doing? Damn. Like, come and drink or do something." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh no!" And, I, and now I'm just like, "Oh, he had bigger plans." Yeah, make. yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> he, had, just, he had the ambition that, yeah, that's that what I, it takes. Right, right. Um, and he is, yeah, he's super dedicated and has worked hard his whole life for it. So, yeah, I'm proud of him, and it's nice. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy circumstance that he got. Uh, drafted by Atlanta. I mean, yeah. in the super, it's, uh, this was the super supplemental draft. Um, so he was playing um, for Kansas City, and he thought he was pretty good. He was well set up there. He thought he was going to start, um, and he got drafted, and he was kind of bummed a little bit because he had a good situation, and this just kind of came out of nowhere, and it's worked out perfect. That's got to be a bit of a dream come true for him. Yeah, his family, yeah, his family loves it, and although he gets to be here, could it even be a dream because Atlanta didn't even have a team? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think that wraps up our segment there with Arthur. Arthur, thank you for your time, sir, and the information. That was uh, that was quite spectacular, actually. <laughs> very very informative. Truly, truly fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of Atlanta Zone, an Atlanta Sports Podcast. Um, if you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at ATL Zone Sports. On Facebook, at ATL's Own Sports Podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you're listening, you should know where all that is at this point. Um, I want to thank Arthur again for joining us. For Adam Kalal, I'm Graham Waldrop. Has to Thomas. Soon.